0: No, it's not a good ending! Are you kidding? I remember how it ends! It's a good ending! All that shit just uh, ended that way, they could have ended it that way. It wasn't
1: gonna end any other way! What did you expect from that freaking show?
0: Welcome to the One Drink... Why are you laughing at me? I'm trying to go in with an energetic... Oh, what's up? What's up?
1: Okay, Matthew McConaughey.
0: What's up? What's good? Welcome to the One Drink Too Many podcast. Um, I am Eva, and with me is...
1: I'm Nate. And cheers.
0: And cheers, bitches. Things are, things are exciting.
1: Yeah, so obviously, it's been a little bit since we've last spoken to you. Um, they are changing in our lives. So we decided to record less frequently to alleviate ourselves from the of sort of, it's one less stressful thing we have to deal with in our lives that are now very stressful compared to a month ago. Uh, We were both in a point of our lives I was just starting my semester, Eva was kind of finishing her job, and so things were kind of slow. We were kind of bored during still in quarantine, like the pandemic still happening. So we were like, yeah, we can do a podcast every week and it was fun. And then we recorded one episode and we were like, Yeah, that wasn't fun. That That wasn't wasn't good. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're like, maybe we should reassess. And so we're going to monthly slash whenever we are free to record. Ideally monthly, maybe more than that, but no less than every month. So yeah.
0: Yeah, Uh, hopefully this will keep content fresh too because um, not that Nate and I don't love talking to each other, but that's the most that we had communicated since I think we lived in the same state in like high school. So it just became like, way too much content communication and the community the the content was getting a little dry so hopefully moving to this cadence really spices things up a little bit
1: so eva what has been going on in your life besides the new job uh like a little quick life update from from you
0: really it's just the the new job it's uh keeping me busy it's exciting it feels good it feels fresh i I'm excited that the weather's getting nicer, spending more time outside, um, safely, still. As soon as I can get that vaccine in me, I'm getting that vaccine in me. I don't care what brand it is, put that shit inside me. Um, but yeah, that's that's life right now. How about for you, Nate? What's, what's new, what's going on?
1: Uh, I am eligible for the vaccine. I'm just waiting to find mm. the moment because I'm in education. So I am uh, one of the people that can get one. Uh, I got into a doctorate program, that's exciting. Uh, still trying to figure out what I'm going to do after I graduate with this master's program in May. Uh, I have a recital coming up in April. I have an audition tape due April 1st. Uh, I had a paper and a test like two weeks ago. So I actually had to do schoolwork. I know, it's surprising. I'm in a master's degree and you actually have to do work. Didn't, didn't it's know that
0: happening one. for you.
1: So yeah, that's that's kind of what's been happening for me. Um, I got a hair cup. I have a man bun now. I look super Asian. <laughs>
0: It. I'm um,
1: leaning into it. I'm into it. Yeah, I got a, got a, I don't know. It's Always been a dream and it finally happened. Finally got a good one, so.
0: It looks relatively good, you know? And I think that's a good segue to, um, this is gonna be like a, a chart where like, we're gonna take things down a little bit and then we're gonna, we promise we'll bring them back up. But like, it would be a shame if we didn't have it, it look a little.
1: Yeah, we we're obligated, I feel like as, even though our platform is small, we're not large. Well,
0: mighty. And you know what oh. makes it mighty? my hinge account where i am really (laughs) in the listeners nate i don't know how you're pulling this podcast but i am truly supporting out here by getting my hinge interested people to listen to the podcast
1: i support this podcast by editing the podcast (laughs) so (laughs) Um, that is my contribution you may bring in some listeners but this podcast doesn't go out without me so
0: very true um So I just wanted to, I actually wanted to say a few things before we, before we start talking about this. And that's like um, a couple podcast episodes ago, we talked about um, our experiences being Asian, Asian American, kind of in the wake of all of the kind of the Asian violence starting. And I think one thing that I really want to call out is, or actually two things. One is I want to reiterate that we're not trying to say that we are correct. We're just sharing our opinions. And so if you feel a different way, if you disagree with us, that like, go for it and let us know. Um, I've definitely been wrong in my life many, many times. So like, Um, the second thing I want to say is as I was listening to it back, something didn't sit right with me. And I, I think I was trying to connect two points that didn't connect. And one of the things I was trying to say is that one of the things we need to call out in the Asian community is, or in kind of the minority community is some of the racism that exists between minorities. But I used a, uh, a fact and it wasn't even a fact, but I presented it as the fact that a lot of these Asian hate crimes were taking place or happening, you know, um, the people who are perpetrating them were African-American. And I, I should not have said that in the way that I did in the in it just it presented incorrectly. And I was, again, trying to connect two points that didn't. So I just wanna say that like, especially with everything going on right now, it's everyone, it's everyone doing this shit and it can happen to anyone. So it's like everyone and anyone. And I think that's a great segue to try to, to start to think about and hear our thoughts about like, what do we think about what's going on? And Nate, I would love to hear your reaction first. And this is, this is fresh and new for us. We haven't talked about this at all um, purposely, so that it'd be fresh for the podcast. So Nate, I would love to hear how you feel about what's going on. So
1: that actually brings up a great, kind of segues great to my sort of opinion. I I had a few days to think about this and trying to present it in a way that's one cohesive, two uh i think it's the point across and three i think brings up the larger point right now and i think the trouble we're having right now and what's kind of frustrating me is seeing well there's two things frustrating me one is the fact that we have to fight so hard as asian americans to get our voices heard and like we're really fighting an uphill battle against kind of just trying to get our voices out and i think part of that is like the historical systemic kind of racism within our country towards Asians, especially as minorities. And that's a whole nother topic. And then the second one kind of segues off of Eva is the fact that like, it's frustrating because I feel like we're fighting within, between the black and Asian community right now sometimes. Like there's there's a lot of love from the black community and I appreciate that and I like love that. And I think that's great, but there's still some like, not false things being said, but Sort of arguments being started and viewpoints being shared that really isn't helping our case, right? So the metaphor that I came up with I tried to think about a good one. Basically right now It's uh, have you seen uh, Captain America Civil War and then Avengers Infinity War and Endgame kind of that storyline?
0: Yes.
1: So Civil War the Avengers fight within the Avengers, right? It's a small group of people that are different than the rest of the world That's kind of what's happening right now with it between the black and Asian community is there's some fighting and like like eva said uh that one fact from like the san francisco police department about how 80 percent of crimes are against against asians are from african americans or blacks and that's one one statistic and two from a source that's not so credible sometimes it's a police department so it's not always the best and so we're like fighting against each other right and the bigger evil is Thanos, aka this white supremacy, the racism from the white community that's like looming over us and we have to fight. But we're fractured and we're like fighting against each other while trying to fight that and we just can't win. So we have to, we have to like put aside our differences to fight the bigger fight, right? Like we can figure all this stuff out. We can talk about this within our communities kind of off, I'd say off books, like offline, like putting it online, making TikToks, making Instagram posts about it isn't helping our case because people see that and it seems like we're not united while instead we should be united finding the bigger issue of the systemic sort of racism in our culture of, of from whites against minorities let's fight that we can figure ourselves out within our cultures and like uh, it's a kind of a reality check for us to like make sure we're doing everything right and like everyone's doing everything right but
0: well and I didn't even know something that I I learned really recently is that the whole model minority myth was created by the white man for two reasons. One, to try to make reparations or make Asian people feel better after all the shit that they did to Japanese people where they threw them in concentration camps.
1: People don't talk about that enough. No, I will, I will say that that is not brought up enough. And I guarantee if you want around.
0: Like I said, I didn't know. But the second reason was this. It was strategically a tool for the white man to be able to further divide minority groups so to further drive the wedge between Asian Asian Americans and the African American community by having this model minority myth by using us as a weird like tool to like oh look at how the minority should be behaving they're they're smart. They're the model. This is how you should behave in society. And I think that further drove the divide or is further drove the divide between even within minorities. And, and I say that in a big picture, but like, there's so much diversity in the word minority itself, but I agree. I think that there needs to be, and there needs to be conversations about that, but we can take that offline because we've got a bigger problem. Yeah,
1: (laughs) exactly. Like we're minorities, people, the word is my, we are minorities, which means there is more white people than us. So we can't win this battle if we're split down the middle too because then we're fighting two different fights and there's just not enough voices to be heard. It's like Especially, the
0: independent party. They're yeah. never... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, look they look what have- happened to the Avengers. Like, Fan House
1: won, okay? Fan House won when they were <laughs> divided. <laughs> so we need to... Like I, like I think it's... I know people don't want to say like, oh, we sh- she shouldn't take things offline. Sometimes you should because of just how the internet works and how social media works and people just read it and don't take the context don't take the time to get context from things and so these like headlines or whatever these like big tiktok like tiktoks are going viral of like black people hating on asian people and asian people hating on black people and so it's just like we can't do that right and also i think it should be said that we shouldn't be dragging or bringing up black lives matter with the stop asian hate thing because that's a totally different movement that movement was created to showcase and to bring to light to bring uh eyes to the systemic racism within uh the police and law enforcement against black people that's where it started and that's where it kind of grew from there but that's like the core of that movement which isn't what's going on for asians right now no, so we can't i don't think any- we
0: should use it as a comparison tool no but it's I not think something that's important for asian people to do is to it just like i talked about kind of recognizing and checking your privilege we wouldn't be given the platform we have today if it wasn't for the black community, the African-American community, um, for what they did in the, like, they, a lot of, especially when you look at the laws, they paved the way for us to be able to begin to have a voice. And so we need to be able to call that out.
1: Yeah. It's just like two separate movements. So like if the movements fight against each other, we're not going to win against the white man. Right. Yeah. So we have to join forces, which I, like I said, like, I think we should take, if you have disagreements, I think we all, as minorities need to check on ourselves for like, check ourselves to make sure that we're doing everything in our can to bring the voices of not only our cultures and our communities, but other minority communities. And then we'll like have those discussions offline. And like, we need like a big group chat of all the blacks and Asians and like Hispanic <laughs> people to figure out the shit and so we can like not have fights on the internet, cause that's not gonna help us. So yeah. it's just, yeah, it has been I frustrating think... to watch. Yeah.
0: I'd be interested to hear your opinion. I was talking I was talking to my, my roommates who are both Asian and I was talking to my mom today. And I would love to hear kind of your perspective because I, I'd be interested to hear if it's different or similar to mine in that um, I feel like I've really been struggling this week to process this in a different way. Um, because when the George Floyd incident happened um, and there was a lot of conversation on it, especially on social media, I like had to take a day off. I couldn't focus. I was like, crying constantly, heartbroken, couldn't think, like I couldn't think straight, it, it was overwhelming. But with all of this, especially in a community that's so close close to me and impacts me, it, it's almost like it hasn't impacted me at all. And I'm having a harder time processing this. And I was thinking about it and reading um, so just a, someone else's LinkedIn post from, from a Korean American. And um, I think it's hard in that, the challenge I'm facing in, in processing this is that I've been raised by white parents in a very white, like, I've basically always felt like I was white, except I look Asian. So I think it's harder for me to process because I don't, I I struggled in my life to, to associate with being Asian. So um, in, in the conversations with my roommates is a lot of things like, um, what would I say if someone in the store said something to me? You know what I mean? Like, I, I like to think that I would speak up and say something, but I, I in that moment, you often freeze, but it, it wasn't until we started having that conversation that I even had to think like, Oh my gosh, this could happen to me because I was so in my head about like, Oh, this is happening to Asians. And like, for some reason, I'm not part of that. I don't fit into that. And this is also goes back to like the weird struggle I've always had with like not being Korean enough, not being American enough. But, but in this regard, I I'm struggling to, to see myself with this community. And I think it's, challenging me to process in a different way. And I'd be interested to hear from you just knowing that you're also adopted and, you know, have a similar background to me like how, how you've been processing and thinking about this.
1: Yeah, so what I've sort of seen and it kind of pissed me off to start a little bit. And I was kind of upset. Um I think I process I process this more like quickly and I think harsh is not the right word, but I felt more towards this movement just because I think I relate to it more because I'm Asian I had and like I didn't not react to the george george floyd and like I had a conversation about everything but this, is the it, this one yeah this one hit a little bit more harder at home than that one obviously because like i'm asian so um and it kind of brings up like the model minority thing and i i think the for me i called it like the hierarchy in which white people give a shit about races and we're on the bottom of that hierarchy like if you look at social media now like remember when like uh like social media for a while, like a couple of weeks after George Floyd and everything, was all like resources. No one really posted stuff to their stories and like posts. Like, you almost get like shamed if you posted something on Instagram that wasn't related to mm. Black Lives Matter, right? That didn't happen here, right?
0: Mm. Like,
1: no one, like.
0: It's almost like people don't see us as a minority.
1: Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I said, it was a hierarchy. Like, if you think about when you're like time in school, right? If someone said the N word in class, everyone would jump out of the scene and say that's wrong that's not good like and be reprimanded immediately right like we got chink oh i i have have a story about that actually i was in college so um i was walking into the percussion studio to like drop off a bag and i didn't know people were recording in there and one of the guys like the percussionist in there who was recording with a jazz group was like get out of here you chink like in front of everyone to my face and like I always equate like, yeah, exactly. And like only oh one gosh. person, only one person was like, are you okay? Like, are th- that's not okay. And I'm like, I appreciate it. I it's whatever. And if you, for me, like if you use a slur like that, like if I'm friends with you, it's like, I will tell you like, that's not good. And like, whatever, I'll have a conversation, but I at least get it. Cause you feel comfortable around me. Like I wasn't friends with him. He just said that straight up to me. Mm. And so it's, it goes back to like schooling, right? Like we got a bunch of racial stuff said to us constantly in school no one batted an eye and no one spoke up against it but if you said something like you said the n word in class like someone would say like that's wrong like a white person or a black person or the teacher would say that's wrong and so it goes back to the model minority thing of like people don't think of asians as a minority it's just like we're not in affirmative action anymore that's a whole nother thing <laughs> but yeah it's
0: but and it opens up a whole nother conversation too about like it could happen to any of us. And I was yeah. talking with Nancy about that. Like, um, it used to be like, oh, you know, oh, it's the old people, oh, like that can, that's never going to happen to me. But like, I have friends who have had rice thrown at them in the street and been told to go home. I've had friends who like have had Kung flu virus, you know, go back yeah. to China, said to them, like in a Trader Joe's in Minneapolis, which is like extremely liberal, especially in a Trader Joe's. And I think it just, um, it, it, this is the first time that I feel like Asian people have felt like, oh my gosh, like they aren't on our side. Like they they were just stringing us along to make us feel better so that they could be shitting these other people. But like we're just as indispensable as they are. Yeah. And you saw that with the shootings. Those yeah. guys, indispensable to that What's white that? person, quote unquote, had a bad day.
1: Oh my God. That was just like, and that, and like I'll go back to like the social media thing. Like I saw like a few of my friends post, like all of like the Asian people that I follow, like all post, like posted resources and like posted things. But like, I don't know if it's like a good thing or bad thing that people weren't just posting to post. But it also like hurt a little bit. Like you didn't take the time out of your day to like read this stuff or like think that this was important enough to post anymore. Like, yeah. Uh, and like it was most of it was like some close people in my life that I was like expecting it from. Like my woke friends that.
0: Well, even if they didn't post, it's the fact that they didn't reach out and say like. Yeah. Shit's I, had, I had like, I had one okay. person. I
1: had one person reach out and like three people like react to an Instagram story. That was it
0: yeah but so i of, feel like all those
1: three people of those like four interactions like one of them i consider like a close friend yeah like the other three like the instagram stuff like were people that i barely talked to like they were like
0: well oh. and i wonder what part of that and what degree of that is people don't associate us with being asian
1: that's also because true we're too.
0: so quote are so
1: we're so whitewashed yeah
0: and, and this is the this is the thing that i hate and the article that i was reading that uh, um she posted was like we're so quote unquote normal, but why is normal have to be something that's described as being white? Why is, white be, why is being white normal, but yeah. being white else is not? Yeah, and I think I, that's, what the, that's what this challenge brought up for me is like, I've always been so eager to be quote unquote normal, that this is really, it's challenging for me to navigate how I feel about this in the intersections of being a Korean a, American adoptee.
1: We're already fighting against ourselves about yeah. trying to be, both ourselves represent our community of being like Asian, but also like we were raised as in like perspective of being white, because that's what we experienced. It's, yeah, yeah, it's been very challenging, I'd say, but.
0: Yeah, to, I think to, to kind of cap off this conversation and um, to anyone listening, um, I have a feeling that a strong percent of our listening listener base are also Asian, I'm gonna. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, well, okay. yeah, it's mostly it's mostly your
1: friends from college. <laughs>
0: and I was thinking about that earlier, like when you were talking about your friends and reaching out. And I was thinking about that earlier, like no one reached out. And then I thought my head like, I don't have any friends. I don't really I have, don't any, have any white heart. friends. Like, the, like,
1: I had my cousin reach to...
0: out, and that felt really nice. But like, I don't really have people who need to reach out because we're all in this community together. Like we're all struggling together. But yeah. I would say it, it, to those people and to others, um, first of all, self-care, like this shit is hard. If if anything, this is a week to like really spend time doing things to take care of yourself, to take care of your mental health. And I know I support like social two days is in a row. Important, but like sometimes unplugging is the healthiest thing that you can do to like relax yourself from some of the media fatigue. So like to those also struggling with this, self-care, take care of yourselves, do what you need to. And to, to those who may not understand or may feel some type of way about this, like j- just research just learn just listen to these stories in here because i think that's the best kind of perspective that you can you can get um and then
1: also going off of that don't just cease one thing and think that that's the voice yep. of the whole community i need to get all sides and like a and that brings up my thing is like as a minority community like we need to band together and fight the bigger fight right now like we will we will talk about this we'll sell. we'll check ourselves as a community of like how we treat other minorities but we're minorities we need to all be on the same page otherwise it's
0: yeah. yeah let's stop this whole minority within a minority shit
1: yeah like like i said we'll like we should we need to figure we need a group chat of everyone that's <laughs> a minority like i said no, to figure no, this no. shit out like we just yeah. <laughs> you get you the messages to get big like
0: big we need on instagram <laughs> <laughs> oh we, we
1: need to start a group me. just <laughs> we'll put, the, put the link in bio um.
0: Those are some of my thoughts around that. And again, like I said, it's it's like a chart. So we're gonna try to pull things up and this doesn't connect directly, but along with some of the same themes, um some of the updates we've been providing i've been on the bachelor because we're both watching the season so i would love to hear the most random thing Like right? it's like so random but i'm trying to connect it like let, let's go i would love to hear your reaction of the season um kind of season finale especially the like after the final rose where they brought in like emmanuel to talk instead of chris harrison amongst all that and then the awkward like mad and rachel and then he wouldn't hug her and it was really awkward So, like how are you feel about, about this this wrap-up <laughs>
1: so it, it was tough watching the actual finale of the bachelor because we all knew what was coming like there were enough rumors like we all kind of saw it that one step glad michelle's the bachelor she's gonna be great she's awesome i think yes. i actually think her and matt could have actually been a great couple and i think he made the wrong choice choosing rachel um yeah.
0: and he did it in a, such a shitty way too
1: i don't think he could there wasn't a good way to do it that was the tough part to watch is like there wasn't
0: no but like did we really okay and this is more enough to the producers than matt do we really need to let her be vulnerable and give a gift yeah his last name on a jersey for both yeah that was that was it was
1: it was just like hard to watch because he knew it was coming after it was just tough. anyways against pot this will go into like the our actual topic of the day i actually thought matt james was a great bachelor because he was very vulnerable vulnerable i can't speak i'm so bad at words um I think he was great, especially towards the end, because he was very honest, and I think he actually grew as a person in relationships, because I think from the start, he was like, I've never really thought I was in love, right? Like, my dad fucked me up as a kid, like, emotionally, uh, to not not be able to hold a relationship and not have, like, express my feelings, and, like, he kind of warmed up throughout the season went on, and at the end of it, by the end, like, he wasn't ready to be engaged, and, like, his mom kind of was like, I don't think you're ready, like, it's not the end, I'll be able like you're right, I'm not. And so I think that was great. I'd rather that happen than what happened to Pilot Pete and Hannah Ann. Like, that was some bullshit. of uh, Just, like, getting engaged to get engaged because that's what the show yeah. wants you to do. So I actually thought he was a great Bachelor. I thought Emmanuel Ocho, Ocho did an incredible job hosting that after the final and rose. The, I mean, that's his.
0: That's what he does, is facilitate hard conversations. Like, so he did,
1: a, he, awesome. like, I don't know, like, one, Chris Harrison definitely could have done that before the things came right. out. And then after, like... Anyways, I, like I said, I thought Matt James did a great job as a Bachelor. I think he brought a new, like, a, a breath of fresh air to the franchise of just, like, yeah. I think you should chose chosen Michelle, but I'm glad that she's a Bachelor. I'm excited to see Katie as a bachelorette as well. Yeah hashtag team katie
0: i think they both deserve it and i'm glad they chose too i will say um the uh the struggle i'm having right now is i agree a little bit and like at the end of the show i was like "Mm, this was a boring season but really if it wasn't boring then it's just producers stirring up shit and like like producing moments of drama and i don't like that that's what i don't like about the show so i i I agree i liked matt's vulnerability i think he grew a lot it was nice to see the whole moment with his mom and his dad i think that was really i didn't love the whole like him rubbing his mom's like that was weird but that's the story yeah that was
1: that was that was awkward that's why i was like oh
0: no (laughs) don't like that was weird. But the only, I think the only challenge I had with this is I don't think that we got to see the authentic Matt. I mean, I've no. seen so many TikToks and videos of him where he's like, he's silly, he's goofy. And he's... I
1: think, and I think part of that was because of the producers creating a bunch of drama. So all the screen time was spent seeing that then actually. It was that.
0: And I think it's also the editing because we'd see at the very, very end, like short little snippets of his personality.
1: Especially with him and Michelle. Michelle was I, funny and goofy like that too. And I was like,
0: Michelle was hilarious. That when she's doing those push ups, I was like, dude, she had
1: to get a pun. A- a- she has to get a pump
0: (laughs) (laughs) gotta respect that (laughs) it's more a knock on the producers and more a knock on the editors of like i would have loved to see his personality a little bit more so yeah same it was a weird ending i don't know i thought i for the circumstance she put herself in i thought rachel did a very good job it was very eloquent in how she responded i also think she had a very good pr team that prepared her i think she went through weeks of preparation for how yeah she
1: did that was her first like uh yeah. live interview about the subject like she was pretty quiet I think about she did everything it, she
0: did it well but she did it, it well I believe that she didn't have a team behind her telling her yeah it's ab it's
1: B- fucking B- disney she had, she had walters himself like the mouse came down was like we need to save this and yeah i i mean yeah it was so, tough
0: those are our bachelor thoughts it, it was <laughs> it was
1: tough to watch the last episode because everyone knew what was going to happen yeah
0: and Yeah. Yeah, We we did a lot of skipping through that.
1: Okay. So. Oh, um, oh, oh, wow. Same same wavelength. Coming in hot. We're not used (laughs) to this. The chemistry's coming back, baby. It's
0: been a month. <laughs> we're all the <rare> and ready. <laughs>
1: I will say we haven't really spoken that often. Like I think we sent a few TikToks here and there, a few songs. Uh You requested a summer playlist. Uh I'm.
0: I put the pressure on. I'm working on it.
1: I'm working on it. We're we're working slow. We're starting now, though. So when summer comes, we're ready. Love it. Uh, but yeah, we been. My big... Discover Weekly's been shit lately. Just like. Oh yeah. Because most of the music.
0: That, it's the music has been shit too.
1: Well, I've been listening to a lot of like. Pop punk because I've been mm. at the gym a lot, and so that's what I listen to at the gym, and so it's been a lot of like songs I've heard, and then also my straight serotonin playlist is just hits, and so I listen to that all the time because I need that in my life, and yeah, so we're working on it.
0: Yeah, we've been busy, but uh, we thought we'd bring it in hot, um, kind of pulling off the themes of The Bachelor today. On this episode, we will be sharing our top four controversial opinions, and We have not shared these with each other and they may be varying degrees of seriousness. So this is going to be a really interesting ride. So we'll go down these lists, share our controversial opinions, give a little commentary, why we feel that way, what the other person thinks and uh, hopefully you agree or disagree and you're willing to have some conversation with us. Um, I will say we have so many people that have asked me, Eva, I want to be a guest. Eva, I'm ready to be a guest. Eva, can I come on and be a guest? So maybe Next month, we'll have a guest share some of the reactions to this. We'll do some fun stuff. We'll see. Who
1: are these people? Are these your friends? Yes. Oh, none of my friends listen to the
0: podcast. One of
1: my, my friends was like, was like, I feel like your podcast is something that uh, I need to drink to, and I listen to podcasts and, while driving. I'm like, yeah, don't, you don't need to listen to it. Like If you have time, like that's fine, whatever, but don't. don't. The
0: need to wow you're so nice to your friends i'm like wow wow van you don't listen to the podcast do you hate me do you not want to be friends with me anymore do you want me to remove you from my life
1: yeah you're aggressive and i'm
0: uh, <laughs> as as, one as, sh- confrontation.
1: as 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 shown through and through multiple episodes not <laughs> ha- confronting people i yeah i don't care like what is your um
0: so i will let um in honor of the hairs being cut nate i will let you go first
1: Oh, thanks. I appreciate the comments. <laughs> Alright, uh, number one. So, uh, I think recently or a few months ago something happened uh, and they were talking about unpaid internships.
0: Mm. My
1: hot take is, in some fields, unpaid internships are okay. I will preface this, I am in the arts. And so, specifically in the arts, we, you need unpaid internships because one, organizations do not have the budget to pay interns. They barely have the budget to pay people that work for them because they're nonprofits. So their revenue is, has to be go to something else. Two in the arts specifically to get experience, you need to do these internships and because of kind of the pay, you just have to do them unpaid to like work in the arts. So if you want to go into arts management and work in the arts and stuff, you have to take these unpaid internships because the organizations literally do not have the money to pay you like minimum wage interesting it's unfortunate but like you have to do that and so in some fields i think it's okay to do unpaid internships and i know everyone's like no everything has to be paid like i would love for internships to be paid but i'm also a realist especially now after covid arts organizations are hurting right now because there's no arts and before so,
0: your explanation, I would have argued that all internships should be paid, but it makes sense because they like you might need interns and you might need internship experience in the arts, but there is no money in the Exactly arts to pay interns. Um, uh, I would just I would add on to that then. If there are going to be unpaid internships in the arts, I think the expectations should be lower so that people can have jobs at the same time because we all got bills to pay.
1: Oh, they do. Like uh the internship I all the internships I had were unpaid. I think I got paid for gas money, which was like forty dollars a concert. Me. And so like I interned for this for uh the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra out of Indianapolis, like the biggest arts organization there. And it was over the summer, so they put on concerts on the weekend. So I'd work Friday, Saturday all day, and that was the, the my majority of the hours and then during the week I would just come in the office like a couple times a week work on smaller projects. So like all of my hours were spent on the weekends and that was fine because it was like two days and I could teach and like work another job if you needed to. So uh, most arts organizations are, are good like that. Like they understand that you need to make money as a college student. And so they work with your schedule and I haven't been around one or seen one or heard of one that's not like that. And if they are paid, then they expect you to be in the office like eight to five or whatever. But uh, yeah, and it I think... Now, if you're doing an internship with Google that's unpaid, that's bullshit. Like Google has plenty of money to pay interns minimum wage. But arts organizations, like they don't have money in certain other like fields and jobs, the experience is worth the money if they're okay. And I think if they're okay with you working another job and like understanding of that, then it's a different story because you're able to work and make money and get experiences. But mm-hmm. and yeah, so I think unpaid internships are okay in certain situations and it depends on the field, it depends on the organization, so.
0: Okay, so not the same, but in a, a similar vein in the college realm, my first one is that college isn't for everyone. And we need I to- I almost normalize. put this
1: down as one for me we too. We need to
0: normalize that it's not. Not everyone is built to be in a classroom and to learn traditionally in a college. And there are plenty of people who are successful without having been in college. So I think we need to do a little, a little bit more normal a societal normal normalization of like not shaming people for not going to college. And I saw this firsthand in my family, my brother didn't Sam. go to college and he got like, some weird shame from my grandparents and not my parents as much. And I'll be honest, at first I was in the same boat. I, I mean, I was in college and I was like, everyone needs to go to college. It's the experience, but the more that I've taken time to just get to know him and understand his situation, like he wouldn't have thrived in the same way I did. He wouldn't have gotten as much as I did or in different, very different ways. And if anything, it would have been detrimental to him more than it would have helped him and he is thriving and he didn't go to college and that's okay so I think normalizing that not everyone needs to go to college is important but also kind of like a asterisk footnote on this if you do go to college and colleges you need to start teaching real life shit as required courses stop getting people to take creative writing where they like get someone else to plagiarize a stupid poem for them and teach us how to like buy a house and pay a mortgage. Teach us how to like invest in stocks. Teach us how- Also,
1: can we just stop with like tests and stuff or like non-open book tests? I've never met like a a workplace where, unless you're in like the medical field or something that you need to memorize shit and stuff like, if you're an accountant, you can look up stuff. You can look up these things or how to do accounting or whatever. You you have engineering, like you have to look up formulas and how to do stuff all the time. Like why are tests- so much like you have to memorize, memorize, memorize.
0: Why are we trying so hard to stump people? If the intention is to get them to learn the information, why are we trying to so hard to like trick people into like, is it A, is it B, is it C, A and B, or is it B and C, like, let's stop trying It's to
1: way more important for a kid to be able to understand, find, figure out how to find the answer than memorize an answer on the page.
0: Absolutely, I I completely agree with that. And I didn't even have that dining test. I did communications for a reason, so I'm a terrible test taker and all I had to do were give speeches and write papers.
1: I mean, I was in music, so I can't really say <laughs> Even though we did we did have like listening tests and they would drop a needle. I was in like, uh, you take music history at three levels and so the first level is uh, like Gregorian chants to like Bach. And so we were listening to different Gregorian chants and they would drop the needle and you had to tell like what chant it was, who wrote it, what year it was written, oh where it was written gosh. and stuff like that. That sucked, but <laughs> it like helped my ear. Anyways, I uh, know I totally agree. I actually had, this, I had a different situation in my family where my younger sister, I knew she wasn't good for college. And I was like trying to tell my mom like Kate, like my sister doesn't need to go to college. Like she's not gonna thrive. She's not good at school. Like college isn't for her. And like my mom was really pushing her to go to a four year university. She didn't do well there. And I was like this, and I don't think she's enrolled anymore in any class, but she came back home and did community college and stuff. Now she's a model and like did a stock X thing. Like good for her, good for, good for her. but. But yeah, college is for everyone. We need to normalize that. We need to not shame people for not going to college, especially if they have an idea of what they want to do after high school. So,
0: Now, if you're just trying to be lazy and sit in your parents' basement and say, like, college isn't for me because you're too lazy to go or, like, you don't know what you want to do with your life and you don't have a job. Okay, maybe let's talk about, like, a two-year accreditation or something, or, like, trade school. like Trade school,
1: community college, community college, and, like, have a job. Have
0: have a plan. And I think the second point is I have told so many people this, but. If I got paid, no, that's not the right way to think about this. I don't use anything that I learned in my real life. Everything I learned in college that I use in my life today is like random tangential shit that I learned like from life rather than from in a classroom. So the like, life
1: experiences you get in college are. Stop trying
0: to tell me that I needed to take required short calc to thrive in life and like teach me how to financially invest in stocks.
1: I def- do my taxes for the first time this year. Like, what? Pff-
0: actually taxes taxes
1: taxes, at least for me were fairly easy but that's that's
0: (laughs) i can't comment i saw my dad do my taxes (laughs) um okay nate number two controversial opinion let's hear it this can be kristen
1: stewart is a good actress we need to stop hating on kristen stewart okay
0: can we just admit though in Twilight, Kristen Stewart was not a good actress.
1: Well, Twilight itself was just not a good product. It's tough to be a good actress when you're given Twilight.
0: Now, the newest movie she was in with Dan Levy, great acting.
1: Great acting. Um, That's really what that's coming from. I've seen her. Like, I know I know Charlie's Angels really flopped, but I think she actually did well from, like, the previews. Like, I don't think she was awful in that. I think
0: I, like, avoided I th- Kristen Stewart's stuff like the plague. Exactly, because but-
1: of Twilight. Like, Twilight... I- and like, look at Robert Pattinson now. He's like thriving. He's Batman. He cr- killed the antagonist. He's doing all these stuff. So like, we need to let her. Like, I think she's gonna be. She's already Princess Diana, and I actually think she's gonna kill it because I think.
0: Wow. I yeah. Didn't so know that.
1: we need to stop. Like
0: in in Twilight, how old was Kristen Stewart when they recorded that? It, it, I, barely, that.
1: I think barely eighteen. I right.
0: Think. So like, give 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 a little. I think like,
1: I think we need to not, not. be shitting on her so much. Like, let her actually put in some more years of like quality work before we judge her as an actress but well, i actually think she's a good actress she's also like a cool person if you see interviews with her like she's just like she's a cool person okay yeah,
0: but, yeah. i can
1: get behind that one we need
0: to especially after
1: the, that last movie yeah we need to stop the kristen stewart hate we're, we're a pro kristen stewart podcast <laughs> <laughs> officially now
0: <laughs> um so, um, at the beginning, before Nate and I started recording, I asked him like, Nate, how serious is your list? And he was like, It's not that serious. And I said, okay, mine's going to be a little more serious. So my, <laughs> my, number two, well, I guess it's this Whoa, year.
1: whoa, whoa. My first one was about unpaid internships. You're, okay. You're it was kind of series. serious. I yeah. said, mine could number be two, serious. Okay. Back
0: in the school world. We also need to normalize not setting grades by age, but having more of a system that sets grades or levels by intelligence because i've seen too many times that kids get thrown either held back or thrown forward and they're not ready for it and that should be okay. So because what you're so what
1: you're proposing is we need to restructure our whole education system from the top down basically. Yeah.
0: And And that's, and then it needs to be okay because there doesn't need to be the societal, like, oh, you're, you're 12 years old and you're still in, you know, like sixth grade or seventh grade or whatever. Like that should be okay. Not everyone learns at the same rate. Not everyone has the same intelligence. And I think I don't think we need standardized testing to, to be the signifier of like, oh, you should move on. But like some kids learn at different rates and that's okay, but we need to stop moving them forward just because age-wise they should be in that grade. Okay. Move on. They, they did well enough. Like, no, that that's going to fuck them up for the whole, their whole lives. And I think, and I actually think that yes, developmentally, we need to be careful, like putting kids of different ages together. But I think that there needs to be curriculum tailored more to the needs of the individual student rather than these weird like age groupings
1: the trouble so i'm on your side i I agree especially as an educator like everyone learns differently and it's tough to teach larger groups and um teach individuals as well like as someone who teaches a 200 person marching band like it's tough to teach all 200 people at the same rate and stuff so Yeah. uh, yeah so it's it's i i agree i think we have a lot of work to do on that i think part of it is. Teachers need to be paid more and we need, oh, better, yeah. we need better teachers.
0: If this pandemic has shown us anything, it's that the, like, the essential workers, like teachers, should get paid a shit ton more.
1: Yeah, I, I remember seeing multiple celebrities being like, I teachers need to be paid more because like, I and can't do this shit. I've
0: been sitting at home like, oh, God, I can't fucking do this shit. Yeah. You better be appreciating the hell out of those teachers that are doing it.
1: Also, what we learned is it's you can't do everything online, like teaching online. You can't do that. Like It's not effective. Uh, also, I
0: agree to your second point that we need to hire better teachers.
1: We, well, yes, we need to hire better. I think we need to, to give, hold teachers to a higher standard. And I don't think kids, like they use test scores to do that. And that's not the right way to do it because no. kids learn and test differently. And no, teachers, it different. while it could be great, you have a few students that don't test well. Or teachers, like the skills you learn in school are not the ones that show up on tests. Well, yes, multiplication is important to know how to add 2 plus 2 equals 4, whatever. That's important. It's the skills, like, the intangible skills that you learn with, like, interacting with people, Mm -hmm. problem solving, critical thinking, uh, creative thoughts. Those are what, like, help you in life and will move you farther rather than can you bubble in this answer or do you know when George Washington was president. Right? Like, that knowledge is important and I think we need to teach that, but you don't need to test on American history. Like
0: Okay, but am I saying that I know how to do this? No. So I, I fully agree that like there needs to be someone way smarter than me who figures out how to do this shit. I'm just saying that like my opinion is like the school system education system for like K 2 through high school, it doesn't work.
1: I think high school, actually most high school, as long as high school is big enough, I think mean, it works well, but it's K through eight for sure. I, I'm, I'm a little bit more passionate than Eva about this is because I'm an educator and so I teach <laughs> like, <laughs> part of my main income is teaching kids and so I see this firsthand so like yeah. yeah
0: absolutely um okay Nate number what your number three
1: number three um this one's a little bit more mainstream uh the how I met your mother ending was a good ending
0: I don't remember what the ending is don't spoil it though No, no, it's not a good ending. Are you kidding? I remember how it ends. It's a good ending. All that shit just uh, ended that way. They could have ended it that way. It wasn't going to
1: end any other way. What did you expect from that freaking
0: show? Yeah, but it was like, it was almost too expect. It was too easy. It was like the easy way out. It's just like the same ending as Criminal Lines. Ooh, and I hated that too.
1: Never don't ruin that one for me. Actually, I don't really care. Yeah. But, <laughs>
0: but
1: yeah. I think people were just upset because they introduced the mom and then. Yeah, like, like what was the point? From episode one, he was in love with Robin, and like it proved to be the arc all the way through until the last season when he met the mom and he's like, oh wait, you're actually cool. You're my soulmate. No! Like, why do saying, you think he and Victoria didn't work out because of Robin? Why worked, do you think all these relationships didn't work out?
0: Because He shared the show that way if he hadn't met the wife because he's literally telling the story to his children. So I guess I get it from that perspective.
1: I But I liked it because he was like, the kids were like, no, you want to date Aunt Robin. And we want to, and like you told us this to see if you're okay to show, plot out the whole points of like, I know, I loved your mom we were great together and she's dead and we had your kids and like he's like the dad would be like can I date now and the kids are like <laughs> old and, as you see and they're like yeah we don't care we like Aunt Robin but it it wasn't gonna end any other way and like we need to get over like it wasn't as bad as people thought I enjoyed it the first time I was like yeah that makes sense like if you watch the show from beginning to end like He's been in love with Robin since F, the pilot, literally the pilot. He says, I'm in love with you. And like has been an up and down roller coaster throughout the show. Like, why do you think her and Barney didn't work out? Like the fact it that's how the show was going to end. And we need to accept it and move on and say that it was okay. Okay.
0: I have no other thoughts to contribute. I, you're obviously very passionate. And I don't remember enough about the show to be passionate. So I will give you that one.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm rewatching it now. So I'm like watching it. And I'm like, every time I rewatch the show, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I will say I like it less every time. Cause like, I think the mom, like, uh, Chris, Kristen, uh, no. whatever her name is. She's great. Anyways, she's great. And like, it works well. And like, I'm like, oh, she's awesome. I wish we saw more of her. But also it's just like, the show was not going to end any other way.
0: <laughs> oh my God. The blue trumpet, right? Or whatever. Isn't that blue like- French
1: horn? The smurf breakfast. penis. Yeah.
0: Um, wow, that was very serious. Okay. So like, again, you brought it up here. I'm gonna bring it right back down. Okay. My number three, I think that people should spend less money on fertility treatments and look to adoption as a more viable option more. Because, and I, I get the phenomenon of like wanting to have your own child and the experience of that. But let me tell you right now, as someone who is adopted, like I have a wonderful relationship with my parents. I don't feel any different or any sense of loss. And I don't think my parents do either in not having a biological child. So you need to get over this whole, like, why are you spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to inject yourself and have your hormones go all over the place? When there are children out there who are in bad circumstances, who would, could use a loving family to like give them a home so like that's my opinion stop focusing so much on fertility and like paying so much money to fertility and like be willing to look at as an adoption as a more viable option for you
1: i'm <laughs> shocked women still want to give birth shocked right if i'm also shocked that we haven't found a better way to give birth first of all like yeah, I, I'm, I'm a man. Obviously, I will never give birth in my life. I don't know the pain. Did of you pain know,
0: fun fact, that women evolutionarily have a hormone in our bodies that makes us forget the pain of childbirth after we go through it so that we have more? Which makes sense from an evolutionary standpoint, but isn't that fucking insane?
1: That's, That's actually shocking, but yes. I mean, I. <laughs> but we can't... Anyways, so i agree i think a caveat should be that or like kind of like an asterisk would be like i think for being you have to go into the right circumstance in the family though being an adoptive kid because yeah. i think the family has to i think we i think there needs to be more education on adoption for parents and like uh ex- people that want to have kids
0: like the, yeah, psychological, like the, the I think
1: psychological aspect is tough I
0: agree. and
1: i will say as like it's shown
0: <clears throat> i
1: don't know if there's facts around it or anything but like, you, you need to adopt younger than older. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. but. But I just know, like, I have a family member who has struggled with really challenging pregnancies, and she has a v- very deep tie to giving birth naturally to her children, and I just, I've, like, I can't imagine going through all that, and I, I'm not in her shoes, so I don't know. I can't claim to know what it's like, but, like, my thought is always like, I know you want to make family and I know you've struggled so hard to give birth and all the health complications that go with it. Like, why have you not looked at adoption as a more viable option? And like, as someone in their family who has adopted, I'm like, I think I'm just fine. Whatever. Maybe they, I think I'm fucked up, but like, I, yeah, think like, I
1: have, I have family members that have like multiple miscarriages, like going through the psychological vet. I'm like, and you yeah. still want more kids like just adopt or whatever. And so, yeah, I agree. I think, I just think there just to be more education on I, adoption and the psychological like everyone needs to be on the same page like yeah, i will say like my mom the reason why like 75 percent of the people kids in our family are adopted is because she hated childbirth <laughs> she was like i'm <laughs> not was doing funny? that again <laughs>
0: <was> like, I'm <laughs> not this shit. okay i'm done <laughs> <laughs> she was <laughs> like, like
1: it was awful i don't want, i want more kids
0: <laughs> oh my gosh um yeah a uh, uh, fun story one time i went over to their house and tony tried to describe her childbirth to us so that was fun
1: the f- well uh so my mom's a pediatrician so she's a doctor my older sister is about to be an ob-gyn so there's two doctors now in the family uh i might be a third but i'm going to be a doctor in quotes but m- there are two medical doctors so when we are-
0: don't say doctor in quotes you earn that shit if you're a doctor
1: it's a music degree I- a- I- I'll-, I'll be honest music degrees are some bullshit you
0: <laughs> not some music- music. You're still dr
1: <laughs> anyways um yeah. So the dinner table discussions often revolve around medical things. And the rest of us, like, we don't want to hear this stuff.
0: No, I remember like, my parents and I sitting there being like, oh.
1: But the, 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 thing, the thing is, like, that is so common in my family to for them to talk about that stuff. And they're just so open about it. I'm like.
0: Oh, oh God. Yeah.
1: That's why oh. I drink so heavy. I finished a fifth in four days at my house because I was at home. Yeah.
0: Um, hopefully it makes you more empathetic, especially with Megan being, you know, OBGYN like, maybe it makes you more empathetic to like the struggles of women cuz she's seeing it every day. I
1: mean, yeah, it's I I don't know what it's like. I I will I'm not going to anyways. Yeah. Oh, by the <laughs> way, Megan my sister, my sister just got engaged, so that's that's awesome what happened. Wait,
0: what? Me. Oh yeah, you didn't
1: know that? Yeah.
0: Wait, why don't you tell me these important things? Oh yeah, my
1: older sister just got engaged. Yeah.
0: What the fuck? When?
1: yesterday <laughs>
0: Wait, megan
1: yeah
0: oh my gosh yeah good for her congratulations she also has a
1: dog her dog is way cuter than lucy by the way
0: um goodbye this podcast is over i'm um, goodbye no, no
1: no it's it's a hundred percent no i'm birdie, birdie well, is birdie is so cute
0: controversial opinion out of here i don't want to hear that that's shit. not
1: a, that that's an get honorable, up. honorable up. mention that that's huge. an honorable that mention okay, an I honorable think. mention
0: Get out! I'm not gonna tolerate that slander. Get out of here with that.
1: No, nah, I'm not. Uh, anyways, okay. My last one. That was not my controversial opinion, by the way. It's.
0: Oh my god! Do you want to not be friends anymore? Because I will gladly cut co- you off. Give me that. <laughs> I was
1: like, I was like, like don't don't test me. Like, don't give me the option. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It would be would so, like, can we talk you. about that it'd be so easy for one of us to get mad at each other and just not talk to each other because the other one wouldn't say anything about it they'd be like eh. <laughs> <That's
0: a scenario. laughs> okay move, move on before i before i leave
1: yeah catch these hands yeah come drive drive the th- 25 hours anyways um okay uh, this is when i started, but i think we need to talk about this as a drinking podcast we need to stop saying you need, you don't need alcohol to have fun. We need to normalize drinking and society more. And the people that say that you don't need, oh, you don't need alcohol to have fun. Or whatever, like, I'm fine. Like if drinking's a problem, then that's a, another issue if you do it too much. However, having a beer in situations is a great buffer. And, and drinking and drinking like a few beers is so nice, such a great buffer. And we need to do that more in society and people need to stop being like oh I don't need alcohol to have fun like do you really need to drink all the time to have fun yes I do it's awkward I don't like talking to people I have social I don't like being in social settings I need a beer to help that okay yeah that's my last uh controversy I don't think it's like that controversial but it's
0: I don't know I feel like there'd be people who argue that like no you should be able to have fun without a beer I don't think that's the point I think the point is that like if, if I know that alcohol is going to make a situation more fun, why would I not choose that option? Exactly.
1: Why would you not choose it? Right? Like, once you once you started drinking and once you're old enough to drink, family get-togethers, way more fun when there's alcohol.
0: First dinner dates. With your,
1: first dates. Dinner with your family. Concerts. Uh, happy, like, going out to dinner with, like, colleagues. Uh, baseball games. Sporting events. Disney World.
0: (laughs) Uh, Funerals. Funerals. Church. There's a reason there's wine at church, bitch. We we need to know.
1: We need to, if church wants to make a comeback, if the Catholic Church really wants to do better, we're giving out shots of tequila. the ba- weddings dude the best way i ever went to is when i went to you in minnesota they let us drink beer during the wedding it was, we awesome. went, it was great oh my gosh it was like, oh. we were like they had like a like a cocktail before the uh, ceremony because the ceremony was at the and venue, then cocktail was, hour
0: just bleeds into the ceremony ceremony bleeds into the after party You're like i was like that's the right way to do it. this right? is
1: what weddings need to be like like i was sitting during also the ceremony was like five minutes long awesome love that Shout but out. also
0: like it wasn't a, a traditional of uh, like religious ceremony because Noah is like super atheist
1: Any but anyways I was sipping a, a spotted cow during the ceremony I was like
0: this is the dream Yep. yeah normalize letting people drink during your ceremony because no one wants to see that shit good for you if Do I if
1: I ever get married my ceremony is going to be five minutes
0: long <laughs> oh my gosh I love that um um, okay, bringing us back down. <laughs>
1: Why? You were like before we started, like, oh, we gotta make like, we'll be serious. If we're coming down, then we'll, then we'll come back up. But then that's supposed to like all me being like an absolute dumbass, and then you're like. Oh, let me be serious. I'm talk about serious things. I didn't realize
0: that when I was making these controversial opinions, I couldn't think of any like funny ones. Well, my honorable mention one is not really funny, but I could only I think I came of up with 10 things. in like 10 minutes. I could only think of serious things. Okay. Um let me give a little bit of background. And if you know me well, you've heard me go on this rant before. I don't want to get old. Um, I want to die when I'm, like, 75. I, like, p- old people, like, their bodies hurt. They forget things. They can't, like, people don't take them seriously. People are rude to them. You get wrinkly. You can't, you can can't, you put like, it
1: in your will that I get, when you get to a certain age, and if I'm so alive, I get to be one that to end you?
0: Assisted suicide. Assisted suicide for old people should be legal.
1: Can I, I be, be the one that, that pulls the trigger for you? I, I don't want to do it? Do it?
0: I end that should take <laughs> I don't want it. Can I do it for you? No. I'm not giving you that kind of power, bitch. Are you kidding me? going to be arguing? You're going to come in, and the nurse is going to be like, okay, you just have to do this. And I'm going to be like, bitch, no, I don't want him to do that. Even though like, I'm not going to do it, Fine, I don't want to. I'm going to be like, no. <laughs> be- no, you can't be the one to kill me. That's not fair. That's not fair. I'm going to go, whatever happens after death, I'm going to be walking around like, he will not get the final say.
1: You just want to be like,
0: no, I don't want to, like, commence. I'm not talking, like, I need to do something drastic. But, like, a, you want, a, you want
1: the, you want, a, you want like, the no, new, a, 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 kind a, of the I want to be
0: able to sit on my couch and have someone come in and, like, okay, do I consent to my full, my full mental capacity to consent to the fact that I don't want to be an old person? Okay, yes, I'm going to lay on this couch and listen to some John Mayer, and my life is just slowly going to end, and that should be okay.
1: John Mayer, that's what you chose to listen to when
0: Apparently. you, when you know apparently just uh, like just the instrumental versions
1: <laughs> oh i'm putting fucking pitbull on we're going out with a party oh, like taking God. shots and like fucking
0: <laughs> oh but yeah that is that's no not... i
1: agree i agree i think my mom always said it like don't put me in the nursing home kill me first and i'm like <laughs> I'm like, but yeah like i don't want to i don't want to i don't want life to go down like once my life like i'm a burden to someone else's life to live i'm like i don't like not adding anything to society. Yeah. Like, and
0: I've watched so many videos where, like, old people are trying to say something and people ignore them. Like, people don't take old people seriously. They don't respect them. They don't trust them. They don't listen to them. Like, I, I'm not trying to have that shit. Just, like, TKO. Bye.
1: Yeah, just, yep. Yeah, I agree. I, I'd be down for that.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So, one honorable mention. Yeah, one.
1: Honorable. One. Got to save all mine quickly. Oh, we just yeah, we don't out. have to talk about it. Um, I already said one of them. Uh, Oh, new girls go than the office. That was the other one, big one.
0: I agree. Um, I agree with that one. Uh, I think it's life stage too.
1: Also, Dunkin's better than Starbucks. I think that's pretty obvious.
0: I haven't had Dunkin'.
1: Oh, you're you're not like East Coast. Yeah, it's it's way better. It's cheaper. Cough. Starbucks is way overrated. It's we can agree on that though, right?
0: Um, I still will hit up a starbucks like once a week.
1: Well, yeah, like if you need cof- coffee, yes. But like if you have a choice between something else and Starbucks.
0: I will say Starbucks isn't exponentially better to the fact that like I need to go there over somewhere else.
1: The convenience sometimes overwhelms it. it yes. it's, but yeah. Every corner. Um, oh, ha- the Half-Blood Prince is the best Harry Potter movie. I know that's controversial.
0: Yeah, we've heard you say that one before, actually
1: uh travis barker is not that good of a drummer uh oh and ed sharon only puts out bangers those are my uh controversial opinions
0: my only he only puts
1: out bangers let's be honest
0: (laughs) my controversial opinion i have is that cauliflower is the worst fucking vegetable ever
1: no it's brussels sprouts but i cauliflower is a close second
0: my add-on is that cauliflower cauliflower is awful brussels sprouts are great
1: they're both awful
0: no, cauliflower is the fucking worst. It smells like feet. It's disgusting. It, it, the texture is awful. It smells that my roommates have to eat cauliflower, and it's gross. And they're always eating it. I think because it doesn't go bad. Am I like screaming so they can hear me? Yes. Brussels sprouts, on the other hand, you can put in the oven. You put a little like balsamic vinegar. I'll just in. say it, vegetables
1: in general overrated. You don't need vegetables.
0: <laughs> <I'm not trying laughs> to make. You can make that your controversy. <laughs> No. Don't
1: eat vegetables. I don't eat vegetables. But
0: yes. Is this, it, it has to be a good podcast if I end it screaming. So um. that's
1: big facts. We screamed a few times each. That's, that's when you know it's a good one. A little serious. Um, <laughs>
0: So, uh, yeah, I, I hope you enjoy this. Like like Nate said in the beginning, we're moving to monthly or when we can record so that we can keep things interesting and also balance our crazy lives. Um, let us know what you think. Make sure to listen, first of all, on all streaming platforms. Interact with us. Nate, where can they interact with us?
1: On Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, at one drink too many. Uh You can email us at wonderingtomany.com.
0: I'm podcast still waiting.
1: gmail.com. Us. No one's emailed us. It's kind of okay. sad. Someone just email us.
0: I would love for someone to just email us.
1: Yeah, um, find us where you listen to uh, podcasts. We're through the Anchor app. Shout out Anchor. They're awesome. Super easy if you ever int- are interested in starting a podcast. Super easy. It's free to use. Um. Also, again, going back to earlier, if we said something or you want to have a discussion about something that we said earlier about what's going on in the yeah. Asian community, please reach out. Please either message us on our like uh, socials or personal Instagrams. So we're happy to talk something we said but uh i think do it there then do it online do it publicly um we're happy to talk and have a conversation i think it's very important to have those and that's how we all grow but on a happier note uh eva it was not a pleasure to see you again talk to you it's been awful actually worst hour of my life this week one spring break too um yeah you got got some asian glow going that's
0: kind of sad i am and i've developed asian glow and that's how i know it's time to end this so um Thank you for listening. And as always, have
1: have one drink drink too many.
0: many. Cheers. Cheers. Lucy's the cutest dog. Bye.
1: No, Bertie's the cutest dog, and I edit this. Out
0: of here.